Man, you're interrupting my game. Ride out. On who, bro? Bro, I can't hear you say that again. Ride out on who? I'm coming. Give me two minutes. Two minutes. I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. And guys, that's why the manager of Ikhwan Muslimin is a very no, dead. Yo, we doing, bro? Yo, we doing, my bro? Relax, man. What we doing, bro? You said it's a ride-up. Yeah, bro, but in the car, man. The show. Huh? Ride-up in the car, man. Just the clothes, bro. Often candy crosses Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu brothers and sisters That right there is a BMW M140i A car I've been looking forward to driving for the longest time This is Rideout, I'm Abu Bakr, let's get into the car and start the episode inshallah So like I said, this is a BMW M140i One of the only hatchbacks with a 3 litre engine and rear wheel drive Put those two together and you've got a whole heap of fun uh, this car was provided to us by the brothers at Swifty Car Hire. Big shout out to them. Uh, if you want to hire this car, this is a rental. If you want to hire, contact them and I'm sure they'll be able to sort you out. Let them know that Rideout sent you and you might even get a discount. So let's get into the episode. Alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah Amma ba'd, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu Brothers and sisters, welcome back to another episode of Ride Out In today's episode, it's again myself and Imran And in this episode we are in the BMW M140i And Allahumma barik, I love this car, I have to say, you know For a very, very, very long time, this was on my wanted list you know like on auto trader you can save certain cars but i had a save i had a search saved i had certain particular cars saved i really really wanted this car and, so you're, uh, you're really excited about i'm excited about today's episode even since ever since i picked it up last night i've been having a good time i've been having a very the, the, very the way i know you've been having a good time is because you don't call me after hours but yesterday you was like we talk. <laughs> Or when I was driving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Alhamdulillah, you know what it is? It's a really, really nice car. It's uh, one of the only hatchbacks that are three have a three-liter three engine and they also rear-wheel drive. So all the power goes to the back. 
So when you're going around a uh, turn, you put your foot down, the back end slides out a little bit. Most other cars, the, the power is like evenly distributed. It's, it's across all four wheels. So it's a bit more- That sounds more, mad technical, but basically what you're trying to say is more fun to drive. It's more fun to drive 100. Um, and it's just, uh, personally, I think it's a very, very nice looking car as well, especially in this color. This is a custom color. Um, you know, this car is from uh, Swifty Car Hire. Um, if you're interested in renting out this car, you can, you know, holler them at the, um, the app below or the number, whichever one it is that's on the screen right now. And uh, I'm sure they'll be more than willing to, you know, sort you out. Uh, just let them know that you came from Ride Out and uh, they might even give you a little discount, you know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, this particular car, like I said, bro, like, you know, I went as far, I was looking at finance. Like, I even found one company that does 0% uh, interest mm. finance and they had one of these on there uh, but that's when they, do you remember when we had that conversation about the late payment fees yeah, yeah. even though it's, it's the zero percent interest on the actual contract but the fact that there's a late payment fee so if you miss the payment you have to pay a fee and obviously that entails riba and you know just, the reason it entails riba is because you're making money off they're making money off money you owe them of money you owe them exactly. And I remember we had a long back and forth with Yasin, and you know we went to different issues like you know is Ask it only as well, Ask Mashaykh as well. You know is, is it only when you know like then I even started fucking cool. If I can't buy it, let me see if I can lease it. Yeah. But again, the same issue. Um, you know, um, but you know what's mad though? Yeah. Mm. Recently, I was looking again online, mm. and um, I found one guy. You know, one of these uh, sheikhs online, and he was saying that late payment fees like. It's kind of calm, not kind of calm, but he was like, it's just one little clause in the contract. The contract is calm, but it's one little clause. You know, we can kind of, as long as you have the near, the correct near, you know that, inshallah, I'm not going to be late, I'm not going to pay. And that just made me think, like, subhanAllah, bro, it's an issue of difference of opinion. So I was thinking, like, can I kind of go for that? Or, like, what's that? Because it is a difference of opinion, right? You know what it is, Akhi? A lot of people, they look into this concept of difference of opinion, and they look at difference of opinion as if it's a pick and mix. Difference of opinion doesn't mean that I can pick and choose whatever view is easiest for me or whichever view is in line with my desires. That's not what it means. Difference of opinion is one view that is right and one view that is wrong. That is wrong. Do you know what I'm saying? So it doesn't mean that both views are open. So it's not upon you to follow the difference of opinion that's in line with your desires. It's upon you to follow the view that's in line with the textual evidence. That's for the text. That's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran. Allah said, follow that which came down to you from your Lord, i.e. the Quran and Sunnah. And do not follow that which came from the awliya. Who are the awliya? The allies. The people who are awliya, as salihin. So, 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 so just because there's a difference of opinion, and that doesn't mean that, you, that both of them are valid and you could choose either one. No, it doesn't mean that at all. It's upon you to choose the one, because one, one got it right. Sorry, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm saying one got it right. And one got it wrong. Do you get me? Yeah. So it's upon you to 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 follow the one who got it right, mm. the one who got who, the, the one who was in line with the textual evidence. Do you get me? Yeah. So think about it. Are the scholars not from the awliya of Allah? Yeah, they are. Are the scholars not from the allies of Allah, the friends of Allah? Yeah, they are. Allah is saying, ma rabbikum, that which came down to you from Allah. That's what you follow, not that which comes from the scholars. Mm. If they don't go in line with that which Allah has already sent down. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Whereas the incident from the time of the companions, which really strikes a chord. If I'm not mistaken, it's either Abdullah ibn Abbas or Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhumah. Someone came and asked him about the issue of Hajj at Tamattur, which is, can you do Hajj and combine it with, with Umrah, yeah? Yeah. I said, let's just let these brothers out. Come on, quick lads, yeah? Yeah, 
Yeah, we've got a show to record. It's a nice car, isn't it? Well, like that always Did you have fun? Bro, Bro that was flying. Should I drop you man to Hanslow East instead? Is that far? No, it's like 10 minutes, it's like, five, like two, three minutes. Yeah. Enjoy the car it's a little bit more. You can go up and down the, mo uh, the dual carriageway. Yeah, well, I'm on that, bro. This thing. Sit in the back and enjoy it, no problem. What are you saying? Someone tell you single, right? Me? I love the thing, bro. Is, is there bro, a difference bro, in there? Listen, 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 this is about the car. Yeah? Today's so about the car, car now. Today's about the car. Ooh, ooh, ooh. What's for? So, they came and they asked the companion about Ishub Hajj at Tamatur. Can you combine. You, you heard this before? No, no. Hajj at Tamatur is. There's three types of Hajj, right? Yeah. There's. Let's not go into it. The point is, Hajj at Tamatur is. When you do a hajj and you combine it with umrah So he said yes you can do it And he mentioned the ayah from the Quran Yeah Right? And the people that asked the question they said But Abu Bakr didn't see this He said you can't do hajj al-tamatur So he became angry, he stepped back, he took a step back uh. He took a step back When they said that, he took a step back from them And he said I Said to you, qala Allah wa qala Rasul Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. I said to you, Allah said, and the messenger said, and you said, Abu Bakr said, and Umar said. Right. He said, I'm scared that Allah is going to rain down stones from the sky and strike you. Subhanallah. And the companion was shocked that I'm saying Allah. Yeah. And Rasulullah said. Mm. And you have the cheek to respond to me and say, but this Sheikh said. And, and no. that wasn't even this Sheikh. That was Abu, Abu Bakr, Bakr radiallahu anhu and Umar and Umar. The best two men of this ummah after the Prophet. So then, okay, I've got a question then. So then, when is difference of opinion considered? Like, what Like, what are the, like, are there different types then? Because I know, because even you say something, oh, it's a difference of opinion. Yeah. So is that you picking and choosing when it is, when it isn't? Or like, so what's, like, how do we know? Look, the, you can categorize difference of opinion in different ways, okay? One thing you have to understand before we go into what different types of difference of opinions there are is that you cannot. You cannot use difference of opinion as a proof. That's one thing. That's just I just want to lock that door. You can't use difference as, of opinion as a, as a proof, proof to do whatever you want. You can't say there's difference of opinion on this Akhi. Relax. You can't say that. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. One is haq and one is batil. One is true and one is false. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you have to fear Allah and you have to because you're gonna be asked on the day of judgment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you follow your desires, you might be able to hide it from the people, but you can't hide it from Allah. He knows that which is inside of your chest. Do you understand? Yep. So now, the concept of different opinion. Okay, calm. So some people they say, "Oh, act, look, I understand different opinion, but relax. You're going a bit too much here. Kind of let it slide." Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like some look, you know, the Hanafis they don't do raf al yadain. They yeah. just pray like this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Apart from the at the beginning, yeah. and then the rest they do do raf al yadain, like the Shafi'iya and the Hanabi. I don't know about the Maliki, Maliki but the Hanabi and the Shafi'i they do raf al yadain. Mm. Al Hadith do raf al yadain. It's a different opinion. It's not that deep. So on and yeah. so on. You know what I'm saying? So you have to understand something. The when you when 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 the, when the people differ, you divide it into two categories. There's right. something called ikhtilaf yeah. and it's something called ijtihad. Uh -huh. So the difference sometimes comes from khilaf, yeah. opposition, op opposition, yeah. and sometimes the difference of opinion comes because of ijtihad. Right. Ijtihad is independent reasoning. Uh -huh. Khilaf is opposition. Yeah. Okay, let's break each one down. Oh. Khilaf your is opposition to what? Opposition to the text. What do you mean by text? So for example, someone says music's halal, we say it's khilaf. Khilaf is you oppose the text. We have five ayat in the Quran that talk about music. We have the aqwal of Sahaba, we have ijma' from the Sahaba, and we've got there's approximately hadith. 14 ahadith of the Prophet والسلام, authentic talk about music being haram. That indicate music being haram. So you've opposed text. If you oppose one text, one text, we say khilaf. 
So that that's, not, so that's not a valid difference. There's of opinion. no validity there. There's no just because someone there is a difference of opinion. I mean, this guy has differed, yeah. but his opinion is not counted. It's not counted. That's not respected, and that's one you do in car. You refute it. Do you understand? Yeah. Now there's another type of difference of opinion. Go on. And that's based on ijtihad, independent reasoning. There are scholars. They have done in. They've. They, they're not opposing the text. Yeah. They are just understanding the text in different ways. For example, so they've got the same evidence. They've got the same evidence. But one's understood it this way, one's understood it that way. And I'll give you an example from the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. When the Prophet told the companions to pray Asr prayer when they reached Banu Quraiza, yeah. The companions understood it in different ways. Some said this means rush to get into the place of Banu Quraiza where before Asr kicks in. No, as, in as in rush to get there. So the before Maghrib starts yeah. yeah, basically get in there quick Yeah, But it didn't mean to pray there even if the time passes right. The other group said no, no, no The Prophet Ali said Pray there Yeah, Even if the time passes, we're going to pray in there We're not going to pray until we get there yeah. The groups differed But when they came back to Prophet Ali Prophet Ali He didn't do inkar of them He didn't refute them basically Yeah, he didn't he, Why? Because they both had evidence The same evidence But they were Using their They were understanding In different ways Yeah Do you understand Yeah So this is called Ijtihad And the principle that we have La inkar fi masail Ijtihad applies here Right When you have a person Who's got A delil Not a person Sorry Scholar Scholar yeah. Scholar Mujtahid Mujtahid yeah. Some the, the, the highest ranking scholar He is looking at it one way Another one's looking at it another way So for example How does it apply in our day and age Like for example When we have the issue of What's a common mas'ala Ah, the issue of the woman's men's, uh, divorce, divorcing a woman, her idda. Yeah. Thalathata quru. Thalathata quru. Three cycles. Is this referring to three pure cycles or three? Menstrual. Three bleedings. Yeah. Three, three menstruations. Do you understand? Yeah. Because depending on which view you take, her idda yeah. will end a few days or whatever, earlier or later. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, they're taking the same delete. Yeah, it's yeah, understanding yeah, in different yeah. ways. It's not that one has a delir, the other doesn't. Yeah, no. Yeah. One has delir and the other one has delir as well. Yeah. The same delir, yeah. but they're understanding in different ways. So other ways this manifests. Some will say this ayah is abrogated, this is an abrogator. Mm. Some will say, no, this is the abrogator, this is the abrogated. Mm. Some will say this ayah is general, this ayah is specific. No, this one is specific, the one you're bringing and you're saying is general, but this one is specific. Yes. This one's clear, this one's ambiguous, this one's ambiguous, this one's clear. I mean, they've both got a. And evidence Do you understand? But Okay, let me ask a question now So we've got, for example, yeah Let's talk about, for example, the Mawlid, for example Yeah, yeah Where you've got two sides yeah. yeah One side will bring you an evidence And the other side will also bring an no, evidence this is a big mistake They don't bring an evidence You've misunderstood what an evidence But is. they bring an ayah to, you, you said an ayah is an evidence, no, right? No, no Okay, in order for something to be an evidence It has to be two things Number one It has to be authentic If you didn't bring something authentic You didn't bring an evidence in the first place okay. Number two in order for it to be a dalil, yeah, yeah, don't worry, don't worry. In order for it to be a dalil, there has to be a yeah. Dalil is something that indicates, mm. something that guides. Yeah. Dalala. Yeah. Or dilala. There has to be something that indicates the point you're trying to make here. Right. Do you understand? Uh-huh. So, so in other words, for a dalil to have a to to, to dalil is something that guides you to something. That yeah. brings you to something yeah. Okay In the Lugha So there has to be a Dilala 
There has to be something in there that's relevant to the topic at hand. Right. So then there's two things that you need to have in order to bring something that qualifies for it to be an evidence. Number one, it has to be authentic. Number two, it has to be, it has to be what? Relevant. It has to be relevant. Mm. has to be applicable. So for example, if you say to me, Akhi, um, uh, what's the dalil uh, that I can pray five times, that I should, I should pray five times a day? And you say, Alhamdulillah uh, Rabbil uh, Alameen. Did you bring an ayah? Yeah, you did. But you didn't bring a dalil. Mm. You brought an ayah, but you didn't bring a dalil. Mm. So, for example, when you celebrate the Prophet's birthday, it's a verse they love to bring. Rejoice. For that reason, rejoice and be happy. So then they say, ah. Oh, this means we must now celebrate the Prophet's birthday. Once a year, set a date. Where did you get It's a bit of a stretch, though. Yeah. Where did you get that from? That's not what the tafsir says. That's not what the context shows. That's not what it's, the Sahaba did. Yes, yeah, yeah, the, 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 the tafsir shows it's talking about the, the, the Quran. Yeah. And rejoicing over the Quran, yeah. right? Um, and I'm going by the best of my memory there. I looked into this years ago. But it definitely doesn't talk about Mawlid. It doesn't talk about Mawlid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, not every person who brings a dalil. Sorry, uh, sorry, not every person who brings a text is brought evidence. Mm. He brought a text, mm. but didn't bring a delil. Do you understand? Yeah. He brought a text, but didn't bring a delil. It's a big issue that I think a lot of people get confused about. Calm. So then, when it comes to um, differences of opinion, then, then what should a person do when they find an issue and it has got a valid difference of opinion? Call cool, that this scholar is saying this evidence means this, this one means this evidence means this. How should a person approach that on a personal level? Like, how should they go about? Deciding, okay, cool. This is the one for me, or this is the one for me. Is it just whichever one they prefer? Is it just like how do you go about doing that? Okay, you know what it is. This is the thing now. You see, in order to work out who's stronger and who's more correct, yeah, you need sciences. Mm. First, you have to ha- understand the mess in the first place. Yeah. Okay, how many people don't even understand the mess in the first place? They don't even understand the issue at hand. Mm. Sometimes the issue is deep. Like, yeah. like, like. We can talk about necessity and lesser of two evils, but uh, come on, how deep is necessity? I mean, mm. how many times have we looked into this mas'ala, spoken about this mas'ala, yeah. and it's like, it's even overwhelming yeah. for us. And that's not big because we're not scholars or anything like that, or you know, students of knowledge, we're just whatever. But the point is that even us who've been studying this issue for so many years, yeah. we'll still look at it and say, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, first, you just got to understand the mas'ala in the first place. Understanding what it is is, is 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 serious. Then number two, you have to understand usulul fiqh, mm. and usul fiqh you can't understand really without the language. Mustalah yeah. al-hadith you have to understand how to, how the principles of how the narrations are authenticated and weakened. Mm. And then you can say, okay, this is a delil, or this one's stronger and this one's weaker. Otherwise, you're not really gonna understand. Do you, do you understand where I'm coming from? Yeah. So what you must do is you must, in order to be able to weigh up the different views. So that you can say, okay, this one is in line and this one isn't. You need to become more knowledgeable. And the people go through three stages. They start off being blind followers, muqallid, taqlid, muqallidin. Then they become a muttabi'. Muttabi' is one who he follows up the evidences and he says, okay, this one's more in line with the truth than this one. So I'm gonna follow because he's got the tools to be able to yeah. weigh up. Then there's a mujtah, the highest level. He himself will tell you this is the strongest you. He said, I looked into it, I went into the Quran and I went into the Sunnah and I looked at it all and this is the conclusion I came to. That's mm. a mujtahid, the highest level. Yeah. So the people start off as maqallideen. Yeah. And the way that you start off, generally speaking, is you don't want to stay a for the rest of your life. No. Because a person who's a blind follower for the rest of his life is like a corpse. Yeah. 
when he's dead yeah. and ghusl is being done on him yeah. can he make a decision oh as to what to do another man's cleaning his body another man is doing what another man enjoy yeah. it no go on enjoy it no 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 let's go on enjoy it enjoy it no I'm enjoying it but I'm, just, I'm enjoying the conversation okay 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 <laughs> so the point, what's the point I'm making for a person, for a person to be a muqallid, a blind follower, mm. he's like a corpse. Yeah. He's like a corpse. His whole life, someone else is doing ghusl for him. Mm, mm, someone else mm. telling him what to do, what not to do. Yeah. He has no say in the religion. Like when you die, someone is washing your private parts. Someone's mm. cleaning your nose. Someone's cleaning your mouth. So you know what I'm saying? Like you have no say in the matter. So if you, for you to be a blind follower your whole life, that's sad. You know what I'm saying? So the, what you want to do is you want to study. At the beginning, what you do is you find a sheikh who will teach you fiqh or whatever have you. Mm. He will teach you. He will teach you a madhab or whatever have you. But actually, make sure he's a man of the sunnah. Because I remember one thing we benefited, yeah, from. Um, well, let me set this brothers up. Go on. Guys, man, this car, man, it's my wish list, man. Say that again? This car's my wish list. The car's on your wish list, yeah? Lord, yeah. Right, it's a nice car, man. Very nice car. They ruined it with the new one though, they changed the engine, 2 litre, it's not rear wheel drive anymore. Salaam alaikum, yeah, see you man uh, next week inshallah. Salaam alaikum. So for you to, for you to be a, Bismillah. Yeah, so, so, so if you, if you, remember, remember, if you're going to go to a man. Yeah. But you're gonna blind follow him. Yeah. He's basically, like I said, he's you're the corpse. Yeah. And he's the one who's cleaning you. Yeah. You understand? Now, when you die, yeah. You need to leave behind in your will. Yeah. Who's gonna wash your body? Tell if we do that. You know why? Why? Because you all, you don't have no choice. So you wanna make sure the guy is knowledgeable. Mm, he, he does the sunnah. Mm -hmm. This is this is your final rites. No, your final passages. You're dead. Yeah. You have no say. So you wanna leave a man. In charge or a woman in charge of the process that knew the sunnah yeah. and is going to do it right. Like sometimes people do it and they put a little ta'weez inside the, of the. I was at a funeral once inside the kitchen. They, they, they dropped the ta'weez in there, bro. And I was just standing there saying, like, are you not serious? You're just going to let that happen. Yeah. Because look, and he's a dead man. He can't, he can't say anything now. So, same way you're coming to him as a blind follower, you're a dead man to him, basically. He's gonna tell you, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, don't do this. Do you understand? In matters of fiqh, pay attention. Make sure it's a trustworthy man. He's a man who knows the sunnah. He's a man who follows the salaf, the salih, the sahaba, radiallahu ta'ala anhum ajma'in. In matters of aqeedah though, you don't blind follow. You need to know. That's fiqh. Yeah? yeah. In matters of aqeedah, you need to study that. Yeah. You can't just blind follow la ilaha illallah. No. La ilaha, you need to understand it. Yeah. You need to have knowledge of it. Mm. Remember, conditions of la ilaha illallah. Allah commanded you have knowledge of la ilaha illallah. So la ilaha illallah is something that everyone has to have knowledge of aqidas. Everyone has to have knowledge of aqidah. That's so fiqh. You can start off as a blind follower. You're seeking knowledge. First, you get to soul mas'ala. You learn the delil for the mas'ala. Then you learn, you know, uh, the different views. And then you weigh up the different views. And that's the process. Do you understand? So, so that's what it is. So where can we agree to disagree? So you just mentioned in aqidah, yeah, you can't, but in fiqh you can. Is that a, like, is that the a better way to put it? Is that you can't disagree in the foundations of, of the religion? The foundations. Yeah. Okay. One second. Firstly, you can't disagree on anything. 
As in, it's not like we're saying it's okay to disagree. No. Right. But where we will, where there is an acceptable scope of differing. So how do we assess or how do we know that boundary? How do yeah. we know that scope? You divide the religion into two. You divide it into usul, foundational issues. Yep. And you divide the religion into furul, yep. sub-branch issues. Okay. The reason I said divide it into usul and furul and not aqidah and fiqh is because some issues of fiqh are foundational issues. For example, jihad is the issue of fiqh, right? Yes. But the khawarij went wrong on it. The issue of wiping over the socks. It's the issue of fiqh, right? Yeah. But the Shia went wrong on it. So that's why the scholars in their books of aqidah will actually write. When you're studying aqidah, Allah's names and attributes, Sahaba, Qadr, Iman, and then Mas'ud al Khufin. Wiping over the socks. Why would the scholars mention that? Because it was a symbol for Ahl Sunnati wal Jama'ah that the Shia went against. Differentiated. Yeah, so when a person doesn't believe wiping over the socks, we say, huh? Are you a Shia? It's the yeah. first question that will come to your mind. Yeah. Are you Shia? Yeah, because yeah. that was something that was unique for them. Do you understand? I think one time even Ustad, you mentioned something similar where he was like, you know, like even if a person doesn't come out and you know oppose Ahlul Sunnah in the in the in the Usul, but if in like every single like fatwa that he gives, he's just going like it's just it's just shy that he's just going against all the like principles that have been thrown out the window. He's just going against everything that it stands for. Yeah. Like, he can become an innovator just through Yeah, yeah. Imam Shalti said, you know, just this farah, this farah, this farah is just going against everything. So, so, for example, music is not what you would necessarily consider like a. Uh, like, 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 there are some masail, there are some masail that you think that you see, these are not like issues that take, that in and within itself take you outside the sunnah. Do you understand? Mm. These are not issues in and within itself that will make you an innovator or make you a disbeliever or whatever have you, right? Yeah. But, so they're the sub branch issues. But if you got so much problem in your sub branches. Yeah. Imam Shatibi Ta'ala said, This is coming from a problem in a foundation. Which you might exactly, be able to, exactly. which you might be see. But how could you have so many sub-branch issues except that there's a problem in your foundation? So th- the point I'm making is, come back to the issue. If a person differs with us in issues of usul, mm. foundational issues, yeah. and by the way, these foundational issues are all unanimously agreed upon, by the way. Which means you're differing. After the Ummah had already unanimously agreed this Ijma' Unanimous consensus Not majority, not majority mm, mm. Unanimous consensus yeah. No two companions differed on this issue yeah. Or no two Sahaba differed on this issue And sometimes the Ijma' came in the generation after Where there was a difference of opinion Maybe between like the Sahaba But then the Salaf, the next generation They came and unanimously agreed upon one of those views The point is When you come to a generation in which there was a unanimous consensus after the consensus was made, no one is allowed to oppose it. Because the Prophet said, my ummah will not unite from misguidance. So if someone comes out today with something that no one before them ever came out with, or rather they oppose something that everyone else agreed with, yeah. you can't... That, that, yeah, like for example, now if someone comes out and says you can rebel against the ruler, okay? So so someone might make make, make the case, but did Hussein uh, not rebel against the ruler? And mentions some instances here from the time of the Salaf, even though those instances are questioned. Like, for example, Hussein, one could question, did he even rebel? Did he even give pledge of allegiance to the ruler in the first place? In order for him to be a ruler, do you not have to give him pledge? But put that to a side, let's say yeah. for argument's sake, yeah. let's just say for argument's sake, Hussein radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he rebelled against Yazid. Let's just say for argument's sake, we say no problem. Ibn Taymiyyah ibn Hajar said that the unanimous consensus came after. Within the time of the Salaf, all of them came together and they agreed. That you can't rebel against the ruler, and that's why Imam Ahmed, uh, Imam 
Al-Raziyain, right? Yeah. Abu Zur'at al-Razi and, uh, uh, and Imam uh, Abu Hatim al-Razi and that's why Al-Bukhari and you know, uh, uh, Imam uh, uh, all of the A'imma from the time of Salaf, yeah. Harb al-Kirmani and, and all of these A'imma, Abdullah ibn Zubayr al-Humaydi and all these great Imams from the Salaf al-Salih they came together and they transmitted the Ijma' that you can't rebel against the ruler. So the Ijma' came second, third generation, no problem, but did it come? Yeah. Did it come? And the proof of it is the fact that the Prophet ﷺ said that um, uh, لا من أمتي, or كما قال, They will not stop being a group for my Ummah Apparent on the truth As in from the time, from the Prophet's time Till the Day of Judgment From the time of Prophet Till the Day of Judgment There will never be a moment Where the Haq will be absent on the earth so if we reached a generation in which one view was thrown out and every single person unanimously agreed that this view is not considered yeah. even if it was only for one generation that means there was a time when the haq was not apparent on the earth yes or no yes so that means that view can never be true mm. even if literally in the generation after or two generations after someone went back to the original view but we say, ha, was there a time when this view was unanimously agreed upon to be absent from the face of the, the Ummah? Mm-hmm. Yes, there was, right? Yeah. Okay, if that's the case, then that means that there was a time when that was not apparent. And the Prophet said, it will always, the haq will always, the haq will always remain. So if you can find a point in time, ijma' happened. Ijma' happened. For example, the issue of the ruler, rebelling against the ruler. Ijma' happened, right? Yeah. Unanimous consensus. All those books by those Aimma I just mentioned, Ijma, Ijma, Ijma. And they wouldn't have quoted Ijma unless there was a dissenting view at that time. All of the instances that they cite about the issues of rebellion, whatever have you, were what? Before. Mm-hmm. Before. Do you understand? Yeah. And you can't bring the, the, the views of the Khawarij or the Mu'tazila uh, because they don't break Ijma. Ijma is for Ahl Sunnah. Yeah. The, 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 the positions of Ahl Bid'ah on these issues. They're not considered. Yeah. They hold no weight. Do you understand? Mm. The same way a Christian's view with regards to Islam holds no view, an innovator's view with regards to the Sunnah holds no view, no, no, no weight. Do you understand? Mm. So for that reason, for that reason, uh, it's important. Do you understand? Yeah. So now, for example, someone said Ibn Hazm came and he said music. What is music? He said it's permissible. For whatever reason, the Ijma already took place. Centuries before he came. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? Can't come and bring something. You else. can't. Yeah. So then, so 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 the point is that these issues of usul generally are ijma'at. They're generally ijma'at. Do you understand? You can't oppose us in these issues. If you oppose in these issues, inkar will be done. Refutation will be done. You'll be rebuked. You'll be corrected. Just the last question before we conclude. Yeah. So you mentioned that you can't, a scholar can't come up with something new, right? Yeah. All about bringing rulings on things that weren't even present back in the day. So, for example, TV that wasn't around back in the days, right? So, can a scholar now come and bring a new ruling regarding it? Like, how, do, how is that different? So, 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 there are, see, this is the beauty of the Quran and Sunnah. Yeah. And it's one of the miracles mm. that even though it didn't mention things specifically, yeah. That was to come later, it laid principles down. Yeah. Which you'd be able to apply later. I'll give you an example. Does the Quran and Sunnah talk about cocaine? No. Heroin? No. But the Prophet said, Kullu muskil haram. Yes. Every single intoxicant is haram. haram. 
So the principle's there. So the, we have a principle now. Yeah, we do. If I find something that's intoxicating, it's haram. Cocaine, does it intoxicate? Mm. Haram. The, pro, the, the Sharia never mentioned cocaine. Mm. Mention khamar. Mm. Mention wine. Mm. Right? Yeah. Mention alcohol. But did, did, they mention, did they mention weed? No. Did they mention skunk? No. Did they mention heroin? No. Mention cocaine? Did they mention these things? But it doesn't intoxicate. Yeah. So, so then the, sh- the scholars who are mujtahideen, this is only for the elite. Yeah. You can't say, oh, I studied 10 years in Medina and do this. Yeah. <laughs> it's for the elite, elite. Okay? Yeah. They will come to the Quran and Sunnah, they will get, they will, they will use these principles and they will apply it to Masail that the Quran and Sunnah has not necessarily spoken about. Okay? These contemporary Masail, these yeah. contemporary Masail, um, if there's no ijma' on them, then then they, that would come under a scope in which oh. you can differ. Do you understand? So, no finance then, I guess. Yeah, no finance. No, <laughs> no finance. Okay, One other thing that I just want to mention go on. is that there's a group called Ikhwan al-Muslimin, right. which is a sect. Yeah. And they have a foundational fundamental principle, right. which is... We can agree that to we, disagree. Yeah. We've probably heard this a lot. Yeah. We can agree to disagree. Okay. Now, when they say we can agree to disagree, they are talking about the usul. As in, hey, you're a shitty. Because Aisha, we can agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. Let's excuse. For the common goal. Yeah, they say let's excuse each other mm-hmm. for that which we disagree. Yeah. And let's work together for what we agree. Mm-hmm. So they say, hey, shitty. You curse Aisha? Okay, let's not talk about that. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you. Stop cursing her, and you don't bring it up with me. Just excuse it ourselves for it. And let's just talk about what we agree upon, okay? They come to the to the to the Sufis who don't believe Allah's Zawajah's names and attributes. Sorry, the Ashara and the Maturidiyah and the Mu'tazila and the Jahmiyyah, the Mutakallimin, generally speaking, the, the the ones who fell into philosophy and kalam. They all affirm Allah's Zawajah's names and attributes in different ways, but they have a general rule of thumb, which is what that they go wrong with regards to Allah's Zawajah's names and attributes. They do tafweed or they do ta'weed or whatever have you. Some do it too. Some names and not other names or whatever have you. Yeah, yeah. The point is that actually, come man, the guys rejecting Allah, names of Allah, his attributes. You know what I'm saying? And it's a big problem. You know what I'm saying? And you're gonna say we can agree to disagree, and the guys telling you I don't believe. Uh, you can say Allah, Allah is merciful. Mm. I can't take that sifa. Mm. Okay. Some of them even try to play games with Allah's sifa of uh, uh, life. Some of them they try to not directly negate that sifa but kind of, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm like, bro, like you're trying to negate Allah's characteristic of living in the yeah. Um That was the Mu'tazila, if I'm not mistaken. The point is that they go off. It's like these are big issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the one guy speaks out against the rulers, rebels against the rulers. Like, rebelling against the rulers creates bloodshed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the rulers are not going to give up their seat. They own. They could run the army. They're going to kill everyone. Yeah. Like the women are going to be raped. And I'm saying you're going to say we can excuse each other for we disagree. Yeah. We work together. We've covered. Yeah, yeah. We agree. And that is highly problematic. You know why? Because the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam told us. Cut away from every single group and sect. Mm. The Prophet told us that to hold on to the Sunnah and to be aware of bid'ah, and we're not supposed to hang around people of bid'ah. We're not supposed to shelter the innovators. Allah yeah. Both riwayat came. May Allah's curse be upon the one who shelters an innovator. 
Do you understand? Mm. So, and, and then you're going to work with them. And when you work with them, they're going to stop correcting their evil. Yeah. Do you understand? And they're still going to teach their evil. Yeah. And you're going to bring them onto your platform and people are going to learn. Hey, look at this guy. Well, like, it's not allowed. And this is something that takes you outside the fold of Ahlul Sunnah and Jama'ah. And it's a principle from the misguided sects. Calm, I think you know, that was a very comprehensive, if not maybe a little bit too comprehensive for the nature of the, uh, of the show. But I think we went into it, alhamdulillah, in a nice amount of detail. Uh, that summarized it quite nicely. Um, now I just want to ask you a few questions. If you don't mind. What do you think of the car? Yeah, the car's good, alarm better. You like it? Yeah, hey, you're not recording me. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know. Well, I like this car, I can't lie to you. But do you feel like it's a bit stiff? No. Because right now it's in sport mode, then let me put it in comfort mode. Because up until now, I've been driving it in sport mode, and it? so it's very like aggressive kind of thing. So now it'll be more of a bit of a better one. This particular car it is a bit on the stiff side, even in comfort. Just, just, just yeah, 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 but stiff, as in like when you go over like, it's see like this, it's like uh, this is not even speed bumps. Yeah, but so you can feel it. You can feel it, yeah. But there is that you can get an option on this car, which is um, adaptive suspension, so you can put it in. Remember in the G, in the uh, in the GLS, uh. we used to have um, that one had. Uh, air suspension. So if you put sport, it becomes stiffer. If you put it in comfort, it becomes softer. Ah. Uh, th- this hasn't got the adaptive version. Um, it's got M Sport suspension, but it's not the same. If you had that, I think it would have been a little bit better. Plus, this car as well. Remember the Range Rover? The brakes were gone. Like it ah. was peak. This is the same. Like uh, all these cars, I'm, like I think it's due for a service. Don't the brothers are telling me. So, um, so yeah, this one because it's, <laughs> it's got a lot of power as well. Um, but yeah, so, uh, would you would you drive a car like this? You know, what, I'm I'm a kind of guy I like to be driven, bro. What kind of car are you looking to get? And on, on the next episode, what kind of car would you like to see? Can I tell you something? You know me. You know I'm not really into cars here. Yeah? yeah. I'm really not into cars. I don't understand cars. Yeah. But if you was to ask me, yeah. Two cars that I, it, as a dream, if I could ever get them, yeah. Myself, if, yeah, like, I had yeah, yeah, unlimited yeah. resources. That like, what would be nice cars to get would be an S class. And is that to drive or to be driven in? I just like to be driven. I don't have a license. So you, so you want the uh, saloon, not the coupe. Yeah, the saloon. Yeah. Or and the um, or or, or, or the G wagon. I can't lie. The big thing. The big thing. Yeah. G63. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, the G wagon. That car is serious. No, it's imagine just pulling up to Matting University in the G wagon. <laughs> imagine pulling up to Matting University in the G wagon. You got the number plate, Matting. Oh my days. <laughs> but yeah, it is what it is. I'm not. It is what it is. That's like. That's like. I don't think I'd ever go out my way to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Should we just check the sound system, okay? I don't see what, what, what it says. Oh, you're going to Quran. Quran. Yeah.